difference a week makes. Back to top of the league after a convincing victory and a clean sheet away from home and surprise surprise we're playing fucking Israel again. My name is Jarvie and I am joined once again this week by Simon, Cameron, Hammy and Paddy. Together we are the Broken Hearts Club Band. Carrying on with what a difference a week makes theme, there's been a massive vaccine breakthrough since we last recorded and it's looking like everyone old and vulnerable should be turned into to zombies controlled by the government by April. <laughs> we previously made some predictions um, that we'd be back at Tencastle. We hoped with just a game or two left in the season uh, after the la- last week's news now and what you've seen down south and randomly up in Ross County. What do you think now? Works well. Works really well. <clears throat> Makes a big difference as well. I think I always thought I'd notice how much of a difference the fans make, but I did get used to it. And see, when they came back, it was so much better. I enjoyed the English games just because it was fans. Aye, it was noticeable, even just a couple of thousand people there. Aye. Um, what do you think, prediction wise, for us getting back to Thincastle? No. <laughs> Never? Nah, not this year. No, nah, I, I think this, this season's of maybe. Like as you've said before, it's, but it'll be bottom of the priority list. I just think they won't rush it at all. And, Football's. What, what? When's the season finish? April, Mayish. Uh, uh, you know, four months. I think they want to get everyone vaccinated by then. So, nah, I can't see it. You may have a few fans, but I don't think we'll be there. We're bottom of the list. <laughs> We're probably bottom of the list in terms of the fact that we also don't play in a top division now. So I'd imagine they'll get back before any that's a very, Yeah, that's a very good point as well. I. I was going to say, Jing, that's a factor as well. The fact that we are in a, in a league with a bunch of part-timers. <laughs> Making them look oh. like full-timers, though. <laughs> hey. How are you doing, Paddy? <laughs> You're no wrong. Um, we just get of... to the point, Jarvie, we're top of the league. Hearts <laughs> <laughs> are back. <laughs> Remember, Paddy's back to be negative this week. He's had enough of being positive. Was they working for him? <laughs> um, but speaking of a bunch of part-timers the SPFL have royally fucked over Kilmarnock and St Mirren <laughs> in the last week uh, over this uh, testing regulations malarkey and their games in hand have been made 3-0 defeats benefiting Motherwell hugely um, going from 8th to 5th um, sparking lots of different fan groups saying that the SPFL should be investigated over their non-transparent procedures like you don't fucking say um, what have you made of all this in the last week? Have you enjoyed it and savoured it? You're fucking hilarious. <laughs> Fuck them all. <laughs> I tend to agree with Mr Paddy on this one. I mean, we've been saying since the court case, they're making it up as they go along, and it's just further proof. It just... I don't get it. How have they just decided to make these games 3 nils? Like, Celtic, a player went off for his jollies and they they just they just got to play the game again. Um I don't get it. How have they come to this? Tell me, Charlie. So two things from it. The the Aberdeen eight and then your Rangers two and your Bolingoli jollies. Um they were all individual like player um kind of breaks of guidance. You know they, right. they 
their own accord. But with um, with these two, Kilmarnock and St Mirren, apparently it's been the club have broke protocols. So I'm not sure if they've they've done something dodgy. Clearly, you know, for, to get to this stage, they must have yeah. lied about results or they've um, pulled the wool over someone's eyes and got found out. Basically, I so, think you're looking at it completely wrong. So maybe maybe Motherwell have done something dodgy. Oh, <laughs> conspiracies! <laughs> <laughs> so you should be back under to get six points. I'm saying nothing. I just saying something smells a bit fishy. <laughs> um, something else that smelled a bit fishy to me when I first heard about it, uh, Hammy. You told me Daniel Sendel's name had been mentioned as a potential replacement for Neil Lennon. That's that's what I've read on the internet. Um, <laughs> kickback being specifically, but yeah, it, it did seem. I think it was picked up by the Evening News or somebody, and maybe even Edinburgh Live. I see. I think they get all their information for kickback at times. <laughs> yeah, he did. He seemed to have been linked to Celtic and the vacant Sunderland job. He's not got the Sunderland job, and I do believe in the new year the Celtic job will be open. So. You never know. Mm-hmm. Right, that good a time in Scotland last time. He's just <laughs> gagging to come back. <laughs> well, he's got a phenomenal record against Rangers, let's not forget. And that probably counts for everything at Celtic at the moment. Um, Paddy, Hammy touched on Sunderland there. Do you want to tell us about a uh, Hearts legend taking over there? Oh, do you, do you mean... Um... What's his name again? Thingy Johnson, who, who played a grand total of four games for us in 2006, <laughs> scoring no goals. That's right. Gorgie Loyal, Lee Johnson, taking the reins at Sunderland. Um, there you go. Know nothing about him. Don't even know where he came from. <laughs> he was Bristol City manager before that. We'll see. I think he's done all right as a manager, isn't he? Uh, he, he wasn't he great at hearts. I mean, they signed, there was about four or five players we signed at the one time, and he was one of them, and he was awful. I'm saying that he, he left us after playing four games and then went on to play 174 games for Bristol City before ending up at Kilmarnock. <laughs> <laughs> Bristol's meant to be a lovely city. Believe him. Never been myself. No. <laughs> um, Lee John, did he come in the same one, same wee era as like um, Kiznorbo? No, he was I after that. He was a uh, Graham Rick sign him. Oh, jeez. Moving swiftly on. Yeah. <laughs> Hearts women defeated Hibs ladies 1-0 yesterday, picking up their first win of the season. Uh, it seems the women's team like Hearts can't help but beat the high bees regardless of form. With an injury time winner coming from debutante Paige McAllister. Well done, Paige. H-H-G-H. <laughs> <laughs> wanted to, to get your thoughts on this one. Um, Andy Halliday's been getting slaughtered by a lot of Hearts fans, um, probably less now that we've won again. But after the, the defeats there, um, all these good the media work on Sports Sound, uh, open goal, you know, kind of praising Rangers, mainly talking about Rangers and slaughtering Celtic, albeit quite carefully. What's your thoughts on this? Do you think, as Hearts fans, you, would you rather see him just focusing on Hearts just now? Or, you know, bothered? I don't, I don't really care. Like it's yeah. it, it's good to have distractions when you're like a high level athlete because especially if you're in like isolated bubbles, it could, it must must go absolutely mental. I agree. I, I mean, see. You know, he's he's. I don't think he's he's ever tried to hide the fact that he's a Rangers fan. Like, no. 
who like as long as he's putting in a shift for hearts, then um, I don't care if what he does in his own time. Sure. Maybe to criticise. Uh, remember when Jimmy Walker tried to push a move through the Rangers? Nobody seemed oh, yes. to talk about that anymore. I mean, Aye, Jamie Walker's been class as well. He's been so great. It's not like he's only had two good games. <laughs> and it's not like Andy Halliday isn't putting a good shift in for Hearts and he's getting praised all the time. Aye. I'm not really bothered either. It's just, it just kind of feels like Halliday's not exactly made a massive impact. There was, um, um, I know what you mean though, Charlie, what you said at the start there. He's, he does... A lot of the negative stuff that's getting written about him is seems to be aimed towards the fact that he's a Rangers fan and he's doing this. Not so much about what he's actually doing on the pitch. It's just weird. Like if he's doing crap, then you know, give him abuse for being crap on the pitch. Yeah. Ah, you know the people criticizing Andy Halliday for going away having like a media career would be the same people who watched football when footballers used to go like to the pub after the game or before the game and never complain about that. I'd be like, well, that's just professional athlete, eh? Aye, mm-hmm. 40 cigarettes a day. Aye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Aye you're quite right. Um, Dying, no fuss. As long as we get promoted, he can do what he wants. Yep. Um, it's Aye. also funny, no one seems to mention Stephen A. Smith, who, who's literally on uh, sports scene every week. Quite right. Aye. Aye. <laughs> um, but it's because uh, it's, not like a, it's not like a podcast that young people listen to. It's, it's traditional BBC sports sound, so it's all right. It's all right by me. <laughs> uh, one one good things came from it, but um, Shane Duffy apparently hates Andy Halliday, and they're going to come head to head in the final. But they were, he was talking. He was always like quite careful with what he was saying on open goal. Um, but if, if they two play against each other in the final, it's going to be so funny. Um. Moving on from Andy Halliday, Patter, uh, Donald Park, a.k.a. Wee Parky, has been given a Lifetime Achievement Award at the annual UK Coaching Award this week, which I presume he struggled terribly with on Zoom. Um, but well done to Wee Parky. He's been involved in what, Hearts and Hibs, Hutchie, Musselburgh, all sorts of stuff for Christ knows how long, longer than, well longer than we've been alive. So well done to you. Um, something for members to vote for either amending the existing requirement for a 90% majority to sell shares to just 20%, which is strange considering the Foundation of Hearts do not uh, own the shares yet. <laughs> not really our place to comment on it, um, but we'll keep a close eye on it as it develops. Um, what it does is make you wonder if the Foundation will only be temporary and if this is an early indication that the new board will be open to having a look at potential purchasers for the club. Now, but my understanding, going fan ownership, was that this was going to be quite a, a long-term thing. You know, it was something that we were going to have for years and years to come. Um, if you have had time to have a look at this, what's your, your thoughts on it all? I think the... Um, and I can understand why it's been brought forward, is to... It gives the Foundation of Hearts the option, if it so came to it at some point, where someone fitted the bill, say an investor, who could pay the price that they were looking for for the club and fitted with what the fans and the Foundation of Hearts themselves wanted for the club. Um, and having that at 90%, or it needs, needs to be a 90% vote to pass at the moment, um, I think 
or that's my understanding. Um, it makes it very difficult for anyone to do that. And by bringing that down, you would open up the opportunity for it if it did arise at some point. Um, I think the kind of pushback on it is that just what you said, it seems odd to to kind of start talking about it before the Foundation of Hearts actually even have those shares. I think it makes sense probably to have that conversation, but then maybe once they've got ownership themselves. Aye, like what's the rush? Aye, that's exactly it. What is the rush? Let's get the club back. I never, ever, ever thought about like life after the purchase of the club. Yeah, Although not, not that it was my position to ever do so, but... <laughs> I, think, I, I, think, yeah. I think the the argument would probably be for the, you know, if you were looking at 90% and you wanted to drop it, um, a small portion of those with a vote could veto the purchase by someone who potentially could be really good for the club. And I think it's maybe viewed by some as being too high a threshold. Do you not think it's such a massive jump going from the 90 to 20 as well? Aye, that is huge. Is that, is, that, is that the drop? The Foundation of Hearts have asked our members to vote for either amending the existing requirement for a 90% majority to sell shares to just 20%. Yeah, it's a huge drop. Um, I, I actually hadn't looked at the actual numbers there and I thought it was a smaller difference than that. It, it seems almost like you'd have something up your sleeve if you wanted to drop it that far. Yeah, it should be. So it should Vladimir be Romanov heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> the second coming. <laughs> I think the the vote should be fifty one percent. Surely, if the majority wants to do it, then yeah. Aye. Bizarre, but very early days. I'm not sure when the EGM actually is. Must be coming very soon. I think it's actually in the next few days, but. Well, we'll keep you posted, listeners, if you, if you, if you care. That'll be another fascinating Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> we'll no doubt owe someone hun- hundreds of thousands of pounds again. Aye. It's um, Monday the 22nd, uh, 21st of December. Right Surely I'm going to have a hangover. Aye. <laughs> oh, that'll be one hungover. Oh, aye. That's why, that's why they're doing it then, because it's like, there'll be like, the less people on it, they're fucking better. <laughs> that's why they're trying to make it 20%. <laughs> Moving on to Paddy's second favourite player at the club, Loic Demure. Uh, news has been firming up this week uh, with Robbie Nielsen stating that he is back training now, however, several weeks away somehow from being match fit due to his ankle spur. So it sounds like he'll be fit just, just in time to get booted out the door in January. And that leads us back in training and being that far away leads to me that he's come back. A bit fat. Yeah. <laughs> what well, his fatness has caused his ankle to burst. <laughs> no, I think that the fact that he's able to train again, but seven weeks, several weeks away, but actually playing a game shows that his fitness is not non-existent. No. So that's the only reason, because when you've been playing football for that long at that level, it usually takes like what a week or two to get back up to to like match fitness, and then you play games to get sharpness. It doesn't take you several weeks. You'd think so. I'd just like to go on record that I don't care that it's several weeks. It can be longer if he wants it to be. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But, uh, you never know, we might see Luke Demure, a wee loan deal or a wee free transfer in January. That'd be nice. Um, but leads us all... Falkirk, that... or Falkirk, no busy. They seem to... <laughs> no, hi, I'm sure they'd have them in a heartbeat. Part of the tribute band. <laughs> um, 
that leads us on nicely to talk about January and January transfer window. Um, Nielsen has said in an interview this week that he was quite a, a strongly worthy that he will be speaking to Anne Budge about the transfer and he has targets in mind as he looks for a new winger or two plus a new striker, confirming what we spoke about last week. Um, so I open the floor to you boys now to give me all your transfer speculation from the internet and the in the nose over the last seven days. Please tell me what you've got. Nah, nothing. I, I genuinely don't see who Hearts are going to sign. I don't think there's any point in speculation at all because we knew nothing about any of the signings when they came in. I bet every single person, unless they had family somewhere, whenever we were linked to like, who was probably the biggest player, what like profile-wise, like Jordan Roberts maybe? Straight to Google, straight to Wikipedia. Like, we're not going to sign anyone with like a, a major profile. No, I think I agree. I think it's funny that uh, Robin Nielsen seems to think he needs two new wingers after signing three as well. I mean, that's... I don't I know mean, if you're being like, to. Elliot Fear's not a winger. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it is, it's a sad state of affairs when you sign three wingers and then by January you decide you need another two. Um, January windows are always the worst time to try and pick up players as well. Um, so... Sort of going back to what Simon was saying, whoever we get, I think they're either going to be, well, they'll have to be journeymen people who didn't have a club, which doesn't fill me with confidence, or they're going to be loan deals. And I think there was the one loan deal for Dundee United, the player, that's the, really the only one I've ever seen mentioned um, at the moment. Alexis yeah. Sanchez isn't getting a game for Inter Milan. I'm just saying, if he's looking for a winger. <laughs> I'd also like to put it there that... Um, Riola was back on at Man United today telling them that Pogba is going to be leaving the club. So, uh, <laughs> Maddie, he might be one for you. Yeah, no, no, I can see that. <laughs> That's why they want it down to 20%. Who's <laughs> <laughs> through a move for Pogba? I don't know if Nielsen would play Pogba over Ollie Lee, to be honest. <laughs> loves him. I think Pogba could probably buy the club, is what Paddy's getting to, and then play himself. Probably <laughs> <laughs> his own statue. Um, Paddy, you've learned some sad news or you shared some sad news earlier with regards to Mario Balotelli I did, uh, unfortunately he signed for a Serie B club uh, Monza, so he will not be coming to Hearts oh, God, man. Terrible, terrible news God, Maybe next year, when we get promoted <laughs> Mario for Premier League jollies <laughs> um, Surely he's better than playing at that level still Don't I? Yeah. It's probably more who's willing to sign him. Just that much a head case that he can't get a club anymore. Probably. <laughs> and I don't know if he him. wanted to stay in Italy, yeah. I don't know. I think he quite hated playing at football now. Well. Could have went to Burnley. How can you turn uh, him Barnsley. Is it Barnsley? Sorry, so it was. Oh, right, not Burnley, bloody Premier League. No chance. <laughs> um on a on a semi serious note, one for you. Uh, Jordan Jones from Rangers. After falling out of free uh, there, after breaking COVID protocols, I'd, I'd take him at Hearts even after that. Would you? Yeah, but you've got a Premier League club. Yeah, I can't. I, I don't know. I, I would imagine it would probably be a loan deal. Yeah. So, you know, I guess there's a chance he would drop down a level if it was just six months, but he would instantly improve the team. I would take him. Right. Yes, yeah, so that could be a, a coup. 
Um, we've got plenty, absolutely plenty Rangers connections at the club. <laughs> so if we can uh, make it happen, then if it's on if it's on the table, then I'm sure we'd snap it up. If we're going down the, the COVID connection route, um, I, I don't think Bollingoli's been had much of a game since his jolly. So. <laughs> he's playing in, playing in Turkey now. Ah, he's playing the Champions League. Oh, is he gone? That's why he's Man United. <laughs> played, played, played well That's against Man United as well. <laughs> can, um, you can guarantee that by January we'll be linked to Lafferty again, Cummings Whoa. again, Shankland again. So. Aye, every every <laughs> every Hearts Twitter will be going mad about ex Hearts players who potentially might be looking for a move. Jason Cummings. <laughs> Cummings is always linked. Every single one. Where did Kyle Lafferty go again? Serie B. I can't remind who. Regina. Yeah. Him and Balotelli playing against each other. Aye. Oh, I'd love to see that. Two <laughs> Hearts legends. Heart, the big Hearts derby. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, but there you go, um, listeners. If you've got any any suggestions or any just any just absolute jokes you want to share with us, um, for us to spread about, get in touch, and we'll be delighted to talk about it. Um, before we kind of wrap up the news, just the last thing to touch upon is the exciting World Cup draw, uh, which is taking place this evening. Um, as we've come to learn, out of coming out of part three, who we are up against. And that is with Denmark out of pot one, uh, which is probably the best possible team to get from that pot. Um, Austria in pot two, ourselves in pot three, Israel yet a fucking again from pot four, and our old four, Faroe Islands from pot five. Oh, sorry, and Moldova from pot six. That was on the next page. <laughs> um, generally, what's your immediate reaction to the draw, boys? I'm really looking forward to going to Moldova. <laughs> Alright, we'll beat we'll beat one of Denmark and uh, Austria, right? And then we'll drop points against like Moldova and Israel again. <laughs> and we'll get in our position where we're like two games. If we if we get four points for the next two games, we'll get second place, which will get us a qualifier and we'll fuck up. Because <laughs> that last game will be against Israel. Ah, oh, Israel, man. And then what will happen is we'll then redraw for the next Nations League. And because we didn't get promoted, then we'll draw Israel again. <laughs> and be forever entwined. Maybe become the longest international rivalry of all time. <laughs> where nobody cares because nobody actually ever scores in the games. Because they're all presuming we're not getting beaten <laughs> off the Faroe Islands. That's a banana skinny. Uh, they're no, kind think, of like our bogey team. <laughs> I think, in, in all honesty, I think it's, it's as good as it could have went. I'm actually quite positive about the whole thing I think we could it's the kind of group we could sneak something in if we were, if you were going to ask for that that's that's what we've been given it's an opportunity there's groups there where we could have been it could have been over now so hope that kills you <laughs> I mean, in my opinion we've got to look at that and challenge to win the group there's nothing stopping us I can would you agree I look at Austria as a tougher game than Denmark mm. they're both pretty tough like very similar. Like we could have had tougher, but yeah, neither of them are France or Belgium. So I think no, no, yeah, that's that's what you've got to take from it. I think it's good. Yeah. We're going to the World Cup and the Euros. Scotland <laughs> <laughs> <Scotland> are back. <laughs> I'd also like to not put on record that I'm not as optimistic as anybody else in this chat at the moment about that group. 
Of course. Paddy's emotions continue to be a roller coaster this season. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Cameron, when's the, the fixtures? We've got some in March, or when's the rest? What's the script to that? Uh, the international fixtures? Yeah, yeah. I thought they had started in September next year, did they not? I think oh, it no, is no, September. Right. No, no, you're right. The first match is 24th, 25th of March. Um, because we would have been playing them now, I believe, and because we mm -hmm. played the extended Nations League and playoff schedule that we didn't get to. So, yeah, starts in March. Okay, so March, then September. Yes. And that'll be like half the game is done. It's going to be quite, cutting it quite fine. Oh, no, but you know, World Cup's 2022, isn't it? Aye, and it's Aye. not until the, in the winter, winter as well. All oh, right, enough. Oh, plenty of time. Crazy Billy Gilmore <laughs> will be on his 50th cap by then. <laughs> half the squad will be retired, for Christ's sake. Uh, international football's weird, eh? <laughs> It's still, it's a shame that we never got your your dream Brazil tie, Jarvis. <laughs> I never. That was Paddy that said that, didn't he? Time you that. Fuck was it? I'm, what are you talking about, <laughs> idiot? I never said this. Yes, Brazil you did. Shots fired. I'm well, we can look. find it. We I'll listen back, it. Paddy. I will listen back. You and didn't he edit this out? <laughs> oh no, it's staying in. <laughs> Let's find it. We've got the chat. I was in the chat. I thought we spoke about it last week and Paddy said it. The first person to say it was Cameron in the chat. <laughs> the first person to say it was Cameron. I saw it was you, Cameron. <laughs> oh, this is all in the back of a, a recording. No, I never or, said so. Well, you thought everywhere was in Europe. <laughs> Although, to be fair, we have drawn Israel. Well, well, that makes there. a very good point. <laughs> There's your international news. Just one more thing before we move on to talk about the Greenick Martin game a wee bit. Um, Andy Irving, there was some speculation um, that Andy Irving turned down a contract offer. Uh, over lack of game time. However, literally the very next morning, this morning, it was confirmed that he was being offered a contract and he hadn't turned nothing down. Christ knows what was going on there. But uh, in all seriousness, fingers crossed Andy, uh, Andy Irvin signs a good you know, four-year contract or something here. Because um, yet again, he's shown some brilliance in the Green Knight Martin game. And long may it continue. So now aye, we'll move on to speak about Greenock Morton then. Um, Simon, do you want to tee us up with some starting lineup and tactics stuff and we'll go from there? So once again, the the usual, um, the only real big change was uh, uh, Andy Irvin was in the midfield. So it was Gordon again, Berra started over in Halkett. Um, Popescu was fit, he was on the bench. So I don't know if that's just how we're going forward. What do we think? Do we think Berra's better than Popescu right now in his career? No comment. <laughs> so it's close, eh? I'm not convinced by Berra this year. I kind of feel like I'd rely, if there's a big match, I think I'd feel more comfortable with Berra starting over Popescu. So, Scottish Cup final, you're starting Halkett, Kingsley, Smith as three of your back four. Are you putting in 
Pepera or Popescu. For me, I'm putting in Popescu every day of the week. I think he's a bit quicker. He's a bit more calm. He may not have the experience, but all they have to do is put a ball in behind Vera and there's nothing you can do. I don't know. For me personally, for a cup final, I'd put Vera in. Cool. Anyone else? Sammy? Cameron? Peter Harry. I was going to ask if Jarry had thought about that because that was his one for the, the semi final. Um, he doesn't seem to fancy uh, Peter Harry. I don't okay. know. He's gorgeous. I know. These are shite bags. <laughs> Answer the question. <laughs> no, I would not start better in any game, let alone the Scottish Cup <laughs> final. I appreciate your honesty, if anything, Paddy. Hammy and Cameron, answer the question. I, I would honestly, I'd rather play Haring than either of them. Uh, Berra just oh is God. slow as hell. Is <laughs> old. He's he's past it, and Popescu just looks like he's going to chuck the ball in the back of the net at times. Um, just looks I like he's going to do a cry turn on the edge of the box. Aye, he just give away a penalty. Both of those players make me fear. They just give me the fear when they're playing at centre back. So, but if I had to pick one, if you're really pressuring me, it would be Popescu. Interesting. Cameron, I'd still be Harren. I'm just, I'm just playing one centre back. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, we had. Um, now that I know we won the game, but I do think we play um, three sort of holding mids. In this formation, I know they're not set up as three holding mids, but it is. I don't know why we do it, but yeah, Andrew Irvin, Andrew Halliday, and Ollie Lee. Um, I thought Ollie Lee was quite good um, in a more advanced role, and Andy Irvin's passing was fucking phenomenal. And then we had wingers Craig White and then Jamie Walker starting on the left at the start of the game, which which was what happened, which created the two goals, and then. Um, then the sort of rotating front three again was Jamie Walker, White and Naismith. Interestingly, I thought Jamie Walker was quite good on on the left of the pitch, cutting in on his right foot. That's right, Simon. Jamie Jamie Walker scored on the 37th minute with an unbelievable assist from Ollie Lee, juggling the ball a bit in the middle of the box before playing out wide to Walker, who smashed the ball into the ground for it kind of looped at pace into the, the far corner. Uh, the great finish, if he meant it. I know, it's a wee, at first I thought it was a volley. Yeah, it's a kind of weird mind trick. Um, Paddy, uh, sorry, Hammy, <laughs> what was your thoughts on the rest of the game after that point from there? Or through till half-time, I should say. Uh, there really wasn't a lot in it. The first um, sort of half hour, there's a few half chances. One for Morton, um, actually, about 20th minute, 19th minute, I think it was. Um... But really, up until the goal, I think Hearts had, again, a lot of possession, but just kind of, you have teams that just sit in their 18-yard box, they just kind of seem to break them down. Um, thankfully, we managed it just before half-time. Um, but other than that, not, not a lot happened, not a lot to talk about. It wasn't the, the greatest of games, so the greatest of half, anyway. Okay, so just as well then, Hammy, uh, just after the break, Jamie Walker made it 
after receiving the ball out wide again um, from Andy Irvin. The Porti Pirlo sprayed an inch-perfect pass. It must have been about 40-yard uh, diagonally right onto Walker's foot. And he made it look so easy as he cut inside and again played it to the far post. Aye, an absolutely stellar, stellar pass. I mean, what a time to score as well, just after half-time. Um, really makes it changes the game and I think after that it was a game we had a few good chances uh, White and had a ball I think that was uh, near the first half as well Halkett obviously had a header as he usually does we, we, we certainly made some chances but we, we, we found it difficult at times again let's say just to break them down but Jamie Walker fair play to actually really good finishes um, mm-hmm. and playing on the left yeah, if you're going to play narrow forwards, it's worth playing one on like the inverted foot. So the, yeah. the opposite. Um, yeah, because at least then they can cut inside and shoot. Yeah. Because if you're playing narrow on the side that your foot is, so if your right foot is on the right, the ball's always like the furthest point away from goal. So it makes it a lot better. It certainly seems uh, Nielsen's you know, been drilling into them to just try and create as many shots on goal as possible because uh, it's going to be this week in, week out every time we play away from home now it's going to be the same, 9-10 men behind the ball so yeah. it's going to it's going to be a long, boring season um, but uh, if, as long as we keep chipping away, we'll get there um, so we, we did go back, top of the league um, thanks to yeah. <laughs> Uh, thanks to Dunfermline uh, who dropped two points away to Rafe on Saturday and probably the game of the weekend uh, unbelievably Rafe made it 2-0 on the 65th minute and Dunfermline went on to to, to score two within 10 minutes to bring it back to 2-all and uh, that Dooku scored again definitely one to keep an eye on Mr Nielsen um, in other news around the league uh, John Robertson's Inverness side picked up another three points on Friday night um, down at Queen of the South. Do you think John Robertson gets enough praise um, given what he's done with Inverness? And do you, do you feel the kind of level he's playing and the level he's taken Inverness that he should have been considered more strongly for jobs such as the Hearts role? I think he's done a great job there this season with uh, the amount of players that left and how they get turned over. I was never really comfortable with the idea of John Robertson coming coming to Hearts, but the more the season goes on, the more I think I wouldn't have absolutely minded it. Yeah. Is he coming to play up front for us? Because we are struggling for goals. He's <laughs> <laughs> probably still doing a job. Um, I think a big difference is Robbie Nielsen being a defender and John Robertson being a striker. I think they can only naturally play a certain style of football. You know, and John Robertson obviously sets his teams out to go and attack. So it'd be, it'd be a, a very nice watch. But um, Budge has obviously appointed Nielsen to take us through a very steady and unstable, steady the ship through an unstable period. Yeah, we've got a man who's a specialist in getting promoted for this league. So, um, and he's, 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 he's on track to do that. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's working. Yeah. And let's, uh, let's say no more about Nielsen. We'll just keep positive and leave it there. 
Um, in, in the other kind of bigger teams from the championship, um, the angriest man in Scottish football, Paul McGowan, scored the winner in Dundee's 1-0 victory over Arbroath at home. Um, so, boys, we're pretty much a quarter of the way through the season now, uh, give or take a kind of game or half a game. Did you have taken five wins and one loss out of six at the start of the season? You happy with where we're at? Yep. Yeah, yeah, 100% we're top of the league. Yeah. I'm happy we were that, but the, the road to get there has not been the best. Yep. No. Well, there we go. Top of the league. Like, uh, hopefully mean, we go unbeaten through the next quarter. We also say that, so that we've, we've, we've scored the most in the league. Oh, no, sorry. Wraith have scored one more goal. Um, beyond that, we've scored most in the league. And then we are tied bottom for conceding goals. We have the, the best goal difference in the league. So I think it's that, that's positive. No, that's all good. And we've beat Hibs in a Scottish Cup semi-final. We've got the <laughs> final to look forward to. The pubs are reopening at the end of the week, or so we hope. <laughs> Things are starting to look up around here. There's a vaccine on the way. There's fans back in stadiums down south. It's almost Christmas. <laughs> what a time to be alive humbug anyway enough joy let's go over to Hammy out of context Jambles kickback back away and don't talk a lot of shame Jambles kickback I've got a few I've got a couple of things uh, to stir up some discussion um, right so start so what a week in Jambo's kickback. We won a game, so obviously everybody um, was back on form. Nobody had done badly, apart from one player who we'll get to, the boo boy this week. But I wanted to start by what we just really finished talking about, Andy Irvin. Now, there was similar um, comments about Andy Irvin with his contract talks with um, somebody saying the fact that it's also it's almost the middle of December and we haven't spoke to our most talented youngster but a new deal is disgusting. We had plenty of wiggle room to squeeze Halliday in on a deal when this guy was obviously going to be more useful going forward. We better not lose him for hee-haw. If I was playing for a manager who rates Ollie Lee ahead of me, I'd be apprehensive to sign a new deal too. Irving is seriously one of the top players at the club. Madness that he's not been involved more and he hasn't signed a long-term deal sooner. It's concerning that we appear to wait until young players only have a few months left before we start contract talks. Somebody else says we should be building a team around this lad. And someone else again says it's hard to believe that the club are just starting contract talks with Irving considering he can talk to other clubs in just three weeks' time. Um, pretty much everybody on the page, uh, apart from one person who said, um, so you want some sort of guarantee of game time, shut the door on your way out, son. Apparently, a young player wanting game time means he should leave. So, Arvin, I do worry. Um, I do worry about a lot of the young players in the in the squad because I, I agree. Andy Irvin is, in my opinion, one of the first names on the team sheets. Yeah, but I just, you don't see it very often. He's not in the squad very often. It's. I think I read somewhere that he'd made uh, nineteen appearances last season. I think, which I found I couldn't believe it was that high. <coughs> Yeah, um, Even that's, that's not that many. No, I think Stendhal played him quite a lot. Um, mm-hmm. but then after that, it's and like somebody said, Ollie Lee getting in front of him. I mean, Ollie Lee's got 
a space at some points, but I don't know. Playing if you're playing, what was it, Halliday, Haring, and Ollie Lee, leaving out Irving. I'd I'd rather Irving was part of that trio. Yeah. yeah. See, see with Andy Irvin, there was a not he had a head knock apparently, and that's why he missed a couple of games there. But what I found confusing with that is he was on the bench, wasn't he? So surely, if it was like some sort of concussion protocol, he shouldn't be in the squad, the squad at all. Yeah. I was yeah. a bit confused about all that kind of stuff, but yeah, there you go. So one of the players uh, to get it in the neck after our win is there's always one. There is always a boo boy. Um, this week, funnily enough, uh, was Jordan Roberts. Um, Again? Yes. You'll be thinking, he didn't play, does he? No. <laughs> exactly. That's how weird it is. Um, but he's up there with Grizzlack. Well, he, came on, he came on for the last 10 minutes. Oh. Well, he obviously didn't do enough. Um, again... He was getting a lot of um, stick, but a lot of it was also coming through the fact that our signing policy is um, terrible. Somebody saying um, it's horrendous, isn't it? Signing Pish like Roberts and Freer, re-signing empty shirts like Walker. That was before the game started. Loans like the hologram, giving out pension plans to Demure. Could go on and on. A sad state. What an absolute state. Hopefully Robbie gets a grip. Also needs to install a bit of fight and guts into these chicken-hearted employees. One thing we won't stand for is kittens on the pitch. The last two games were 100% unacceptable. Um, so yeah, I mean... Was Robert's that, was that McRae? <laughs> <laughs> Walking out under the middle of the time castle. Jesus Christ, um, man. I, I, bet he, I bet he hates that big light that's on as well. Every night. <laughs> <laughs> Someday, this was after the game. Some Roberts has been anonymous and offered nothing since the Dundee game earlier this season. But I still think he's a level above Freer, who has not shown anything at all. Not on the level of Grizzlick, Martin, Pereira, Salmon for the worst signings of the last wee spell, though. Um, I think it's harsh. I think Roberts, when he's played on the left, he actually looks good. It's, he just keeps getting put up front or on the right or just covering positions that he doesn't play. I do think a lot of it is just the chuck of these players in just to fill gaps. That's what it feels like. Yeah, Nielsen's playing a 4-2-3-1 and yeah. the players will play to that. He doesn't actually think about what he's playing. Um. That's it. I don't think he's necessarily done anything that's made me think, wow, or we've got a good player here. But I think he's, he's came out, I think he said he's, he's been playing through a groin injury as well. Um, I don't know if that's just bullshit or not. Just tried. But then that begs the question why are we playing a winger who's you know unfit when you've got young players there? Yeah. Yeah. Smooth on left wing. Yeah. Oh. Exactly. I defended Roberts a lot last week and I still stand by it. I think, um, so those comments were after the game against Morton, Hammy. That last one was, eh? After just these 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, people are... like this, He's got ability. He said plenty of ability. People are judging him on the two bad games where everyone was humming. I think yeah, um, he's just getting made a scapegoat here. And I know we slate Elliot Freed a lot on the podcast, but it's for entirely different reasons. Like Aye, Jordan Roberts... Shit. <laughs> like Jordan Roberts tries and he's trying to deliver balls in the box but again like we said if 
boys or whoever's up front is 30, 35 yards away for goal. What is Jordan Roberts meant to do? And he's not going to be sprinting past, past players if he's got a groin injury. There's clearly there's clearly a lot of people that are very, very frustrated at the moment. They can't get out to the pub. Go to the fridge, mate. Have a can. Switch the internet off. Chill out. Aye. Aye. <laughs> just start drinking in your house. If we just get all our fans to just start drinking a good 10 to 15 cans a day. <laughs> then our whole show would just be this segment. <laughs> It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point, though, with like uh, Henderson and Moore. Though, what what's happened with them? What who have they slept with? <laughs> or not? Or not slept with? <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's no explanation for why they're they're not even they're not even getting on the bench. I think Henderson was at the weekend actually. Yeah, Henderson's made the bench a couple of times. He's come on in the last 10 minutes of a few games, but I haven't yeah. seen Lewis Moore on the bench in any of the league games, I don't think. No, unless maybe Moore's also injured, and <clears throat> just because he's not a senior player, it's not even getting in the news, but surely... But people are, people are asking questions, so... That he deserves the coverage. Yeah. Nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine, Hammy. That'll do. Um... Aye, toxic environment, even after a convincing victory. What can you do? <laughs> um, aye, so let's have a, a wee look ahead now to this weekend's fixture as we play Queen of the South on Saturday at 3 o'clock. Uh, with the game available on Hearts TV, you can subscribe or watch if you've got your, your season ticket at a rateable value of £80 a game. Um, <laughs> Hearts are unbeaten uh, in 10 games at home now. Uh, not losing since we played Kilmarnock on the 5th of February. Keep in mind, we never played football for six odd months. Um, winning our last seven on the bounce. Um, in terms of Queen of the South's away form since February, uh, they've lost five, drawn two and won two. However, winning their last one away to Queen's Park 3-1 and picking up a hard-fought point away to Arbroath previous to that. Um, what's your thoughts this coming weekend? Are you feeling confident? Um, no. <laughs> Very. Christ. Very confident. I think I think we'll be a comfortable win at the weekend. Staying top, getting ready for the Scottish Cup final. Yeah, we'll probably beat them. Yeah, I, I feel good about this game. Um, these these are the games that we need to win. Just get a good good run of run of games together. Because if, if we win like, I know it's asking a lot, but if we win like five league games in a row. That's a substantial amount of points, and I don't think Dunfermline or Wraith will keep up that pace with us. So I think it's important just to get a good run of games here. Go into, go into the sort of final third of the year, because it will be once, like in five games' time, that'll be us getting close to the second half of the year, mm-hmm. where we can just push on for there and, and not really have to worry about the league so much. Yeah. Let's uh, say no more about our predictions as uh, we'll now go over to Cameron for his, his wee game show of uh, Buy or Sell. Where no doubt that will, this will all be covered. On you go, Cameron. Oh, thanks for passing over my wee game show. <laughs> so, Buy or Sell. How do we get on last week, gents? How do we think we got on? Um, well, I'll just tell you. Paddy, shite again. Um, <laughs> oh, that is fighting talk. So, <laughs> From last week's results, Hammy clean sweep across the board. You bought them all. They were oh. all, they all came in. Um, emphasis, emphasis on the bot. Jarvie and I 
three each, Simon two, and Paddy, you got one, because you were very negative and you sold it. <laughs> so Hearts are top of the table. Uh, they did score over 1.5 goals, over 61.5, or yeah, it was over 61.5% possession. They were bang <laughs> on that 62 line, so it's a good line. And then, of course, Berra started the game, so that's where we ended up. Um, in terms of the season-long, Paddy's continuing to slip behind everybody else. Um, Paddy on six, Simon and myself on nine, Jarvie on 11, and Hammy leads a pack on 12. Oh. So, to redemption time, Paddy. Here we go. Let's see where you get to this week. Maybe a bit more positive. We'll see. So, over the last three games, so this is the two Alloa games and the Morton game, Hearts have averaged 15 shots per game. I'm not going to comment whether or not they were on target, but it's 15 shots. The line on this one is over 14.5 goals. No, um, not 40.5 goals. 14.5 <laughs> shots. <laughs> also sell. 14.5? Shots on, against Queen of the South on Saturday. On target? No. Just shots. I was about to say. Uh, I'll buy that. I guess at home, it'll be the average will be higher than that. And it's away from home that it's lower. So I'll definitely buy that myself. So the average across those three games was 16, 14, 15. 16 at home, the 3 0 game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm also going to buy. Yeah, I'll buy it as well, if that's okay, please. Everybody buys except Big Negative Nancy. (laughs) 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 All right. On that, let's see how confident we are in Hearts. Uh, Hearts to win by two or more goals. So. I've got a theme. There's a theme. Well, you know what, Paddy? I'm going to buy. I'm also going to buy that, yeah. I think uh, I think we will get a couple. I'll buy that. I feel uber confident about this one. I mean, you've got to buy it. Yeah, I'll buy. I think. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is either going to work out fantastically or terribly for you, Paddy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Boyce was on the bench at the weekend. Boyce has returned to the starting lineup for the game on Saturday. Bye. Oh. And there's Paddy. nothing, nothing about his fitness or anything like that. I didn't read anything. No. Okay. I figured he was just dropped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think that was the case. Um, I'll buy. I think he starts. It's oh, a tricky one. Just, just thinking ahead with the cup final the week after. Could he be rested? Uh, I'll buy. I'll buy. Yeah, I think I think he'll play. I'll buy it. I'm gonna buy it, and kind of on the opposite thought of what you just said, Jarvie. I think if anything, you need to get him some confidence. Fitness. Aye, that's true. Aye, that's true. If he can get a couple of goals at home, then ideal. Yeah, agreed. All right. Now this one, bear with me, because it might sound a bit complicated, but. Hearts to have a better positive goal difference than Aloha have negative goal difference after Saturday's games. So, as it stands, Hearts are plus 10 and Aloha are minus 11. So, if Hearts are a larger number in the plus bracket, plus column than Aloha are in the negative. So, we've essentially got to have a plus one goal difference on any Aloha's minus. 
Yes. Who are Adelaide playing? Arbroath. To the bottom two. Home or away? Um, somewhere. Somewhere when Arbroath. It's in Arbroath. Right. Sell. Yeah, I think I'll buy it, but I think it's just because we'll score a few goals. Yeah, same for me. My thoughts exactly. Aye. I'll buy that. Yeah, I'm going to buy it. I've absolutely no idea whatsoever, and it's it's a it's a stupid line, but um, Paddy <laughs> sold it, so I'm buying it. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, the novelty for the week doesn't count towards the scores, but Celtic to be knocked out of contention in. The, the Premier League Premiership before <laughs> Pulev is knocked out by Anthony Joshua on Saturday night. <laughs> so, so what? Celtic have to drop points and Rangers have to win. Uh, I, I just, I'm just figuring do they get knocked out? <laughs> <laughs> Any contention? Made the route already. No, no. Bye. Yeah, bye. 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 Scrolling a large buy across my laptop screen with a pen. <laughs> well done, gents. I will let you know how you got on next week. Thank you, Cameron. Uh, on that note, will we just quickly speak about Neil Lennon? It's been uh, Paddy's favourite subject. Just been confirmed this evening that it certainly looks like the board are back in Lennon and Celtic's current form and manager will continue on into the Scottish Cup final. Um, Next week, we'll, we'll review the Queen of the South game and be heavily looking ahead to the final. But what's your, your early thoughts? I feel far too optimistic. <laughs> How are you feeling? I think if there's a game that these Celtic players can get up for, it's Hearts in a Scottish Cup final. Mm-hmm. I think irrelevant to who the manager is and what they've been asked to do, I think we just need to play it as if we're playing Celtic in a Scottish Cup final. And just... Don't think about the man, their manager situation, stuff like that. Surely Hearts can get up for playing the SFA in the Scottish Cup final, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to say it goes at the window because it's a cup final, but nah, I hope it doesn't. I hope they're absolutely shining themselves by the time they go into the game. Aye. All Aye. over the place, no confidence, Hearts stroll at happy days. Everybody has a wonderful Christmas except the green and white side of Glasgow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next week, can we have a buy or sell on Neil Lennon getting sacked in the showers after the game? <laughs> we've, we've done sacking Neil Lennon twice this season already. We'll <laughs> do that again. Let's go for our own treble. Obsessed. Obsessed. <laughs> oh, yes, we are. I'm proud. Uh, listen, we're entitled to enjoy it, man. When, is, when was the last time we had the opportunity to watch Celtic fans having a meltdown? Oh, it's phenomenal. This Talk entitlement is shocking. Um, what was it you were saying earlier, Cameron? One of the boys arrested was 22. What was that stat again? Oh, I just think, yeah, there, there's there's guys there, you know, you're talking about people outside the stadium. Some of them would be like 22. The last time they didn't see Celtic win the league, they were 13. They've, they've just grown up with success. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's insane. But in a way, you can understand why they're rioting then. Because oh, they're immature. <laughs> they're immature. They're s- spoiled wee bastards. <laughs> It's like, uh, well, they're just not used to losing. So they're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Doing a Celtic park and chuck some stones at a bus. Oh, it's madness. Um, but I, if Kilmarnock uh, pick up a point against Celtic this weekend, the pressure is on. And I will be backing hearts heavily for the cup final. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. 
Um, well, I think that's all for tonight, boys. So on that note, uh, we'll say thank you. And thanks to you boys, Simon, Cameron, Hammy and Paddy for your time once again this week. And to Padman Scoop Productions for his copious amounts of editing time as ever. If you aren't following us on social media already, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at hearts underscore podcast. And if you'd like to send us an email, it's heartspodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget, to, don't forget to like and subscribe, even leave us a nice wee review, spread the good word on social media and through Gorgie. So until next time, keep washing your hands for the hearts and we'll see you again soon. Come on the hearts!